0: This is Beyond Kink with Master Dion. I am your host, Master Dion. This unique podcast is a raw and unapologetic glance into the forbidden world of kink. We're here to defunct the misconceptions and to stimulate your curiosities around the kink lifestyle. We're going to hit you with harsh realities of the who and what of the kink world through powerful conversations and kinky fun. This podcast is for anyone from the curious newbie to the veteran kinkster to use this platform to express, grow, and play in this mysterious lifestyle. As always, keep it kinky. What up, kinksters? How y'all doing today? Welcome back to another episode of Beyond Kink with Master Dion. We got a lot to go through today, and um, I want to first start off with the. Uh, I'm not in the greatest mood today, and um, I know that's not necessarily your concern, but I'm just letting you know I'm not in the greatest mood. It's just been a, a pretty um, hectic day, I would to say, so bear with me. We're going to get through this, and hopefully you'll enjoy what we have to bring. Today, uh, it's about how you maneuver in the kink lifestyle. I know it kind of flows back into last week, a few uh, a few things do. But once you kind of hear the details, you'll know, kind of understand it more. What do we mean by that? maneuvering the kink world? We mean like, okay, you're in the kink world or you're new to the kink world or you're a veteran in the kink world and maybe you're kind of hitting some roadblocks or, or things are not flowing right and you're trying to find a new scene. Maybe you just moved to a new state. Maybe that's uh, uh, how do I get into, it? how do I maneuver, how do I find the people that I have similar dynamics with, and things like that. So we're going to dive into that and how you maneuver and how you protect yourself. How do you uh, um, become familiar with the surroundings and how you are viewed? view yourself and how you want people to view you. But before we jump on that, let's kind of talk about what happened. Over this last weekend, which by the time this podcast comes out would be uh, almost two weeks um, ago, I had my big ass, spectacular, fun birthday party. And if you're not in Colorado, you you did miss out on a, a fun party. We had it at a, a location, a new location that uh, we were calling the Loft. It was a nice big loft with. A another room that we had some kinky furniture, and we had my favorite cake in there, which was funfetti. And I want to give a shout out to everybody that came and and really supported um, the my birthday, and brought me gifts. Uh, um, if you haven't seen in any of my pictures, I'm a cigar smoker, and a lot of people brought me some spectacular cigars. I mean, there was none short of spectacular. I didn't get any kind of Rudy Poo nasty cigars not one was a garbage cigar and i'm the type of person that would tell you if it's a garbage cigar i told i told imm that uh if the cigar was a a, they brought me a bad cigar i was gonna drop it on the ground right in front of them now i probably wouldn't have did it but you know i just didn't want anybody to, uh, to disrespect me by bringing me a shitty ass cigar in any case, um, and also I got some Starbucks. I was I was a very very happy person. The party went on went on without a hitch. There was a lot of uh, fucking. There was uh, we had a nice sibian. If you don't know what that is, look it up. S y b i a n. We had a platform where the sibian sat on, and then a couple of people um, rode the S- sibian, and then um, some of the kinky toys or the kinky furniture was getting used so it was a very very nice party that i enjoyed and we went to late into the morning and it was just a great time again shouts out to everybody that came really appreciate it we did have a good amount of newbies uh quote-unquote newbies that were that attended our um party and you know it was a i felt like it was a good experience for some, you know. Some people uh, felt like as soon as somebody showed them a, an interest, that maybe they got a little too smothering, a little bit, or a little too excited. And if you if you're around a party like mine that has ninety plus percent of the people are used to come to those parties, it's not about that you got to mac like you're at the club or like you got to act like some kind of superhero, and just relax, be a part of the crowd, and you're guaranteed to have a good time. In any case, I had a great time. I'm now a year older, and hopefully this will be my best year yet. There's a couple of things I wanted to make you aware of before we get into today's subjects, and that is uh, we... Are going to offer a meet and greet type of party that will be hosted by I and M and another young lady, and it's called Kink and Curious. It's this is only in Denver, Colorado, but this Kink and Curious is a vanilla way, a vanilla avenue to enter into the kink lifestyle. It's going to be at a public place, and we'll have no elements of real kink involved with it, or any kind of sex or anything like that. So. If you're in Denver, Colorado, or you are going to be in Denver, Colorado, right now the date is um, April 15th, and come on by, or go on to either my page on FetLife, which is Master Dion, or go on to the events, and you look up Kink and Curious on the fifteenth of April, and you will see it, and you can sign up for it. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, I I believe that these ladies are going to be great hosts. It is another Master Dion production, but I feel like I, people have been telling me that I could be a little bit intimidating. So it's, it's a, an approach to have a, um, I don't want to say softer, but a more uh, accepting way of coming into an environment and learning about the kink lifestyle and then just having fun. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Also people in Colorado, I am, and people keep asking me, when is my next big event? I don't consider my birthday party to be a big event because it was just literally my birthday party. But uh, for one of my events that we throw, um, I'm, I'm planning on having that around the beginning of May. So it's either going to be probably the first or maybe even the eighth. It's going to be on a Saturday. So if you happen to be in Denver, Colorado at that time, again, I have not posted that event, but take a look uh, uh, on my page or on the events and you should be able to find it pretty easy. All right. So just a little preview of what we're going to do today. So today's topics are going to be again around the maneuvering in the kink world. How do you show up? How do you interact? Some key important things, the honesty of who you are and how you uh, present yourself in the, uh, in the lifestyle. And then we'll also talk about communications and consent and ask. So, without further ado, if you listened to last week's episode, you know that I said that I was going to introduce, finally, the veteran here in in this podcast team, and that is INM. So, INM, would you please come on to the microphone? Yay! Uh, Welcome, welcome. How are you doing today?
1: Thank you, thank you. I am doing well, and I'm really honored to be here thank you for having me as part of your team here I'm-
0: awesome I, I uh i'm honored for you to be a part of the team and and just a little bit while before she kind of goes into who she is uh we have only known each other for a few months we this is not like we've known each other for years and we've uh, kind of gone back and forth no we've re- literally met a few months ago and it was her approach of just meeting me was hitting me up with a message and then meeting me at a public place and this having a discussion and not talking about how she could be my slave, not talking about how um, she can service me or anything like that. It was more about business. It was more about getting into the lifestyle, which we'll go into further depths later, but uh, it was just a really good chemistry that we had as we talked and as we started to hang out and and um be around each other we knew we had some similar interests and and so this is how we kind of end up here right now so uh let me go ahead and stop about me talking and let uh, INM kind of get tell us who she is so start with your name and how i know i say it really quick so maybe people don't necessarily know exactly what i'm saying when i say INM but you know talk about your name and how do you identify and how long that you've been in the lifestyle
1: thank you so my name is i am m three words and i am a cis female i identify as she or her i'm pansexual and predominantly heterosexual so hetero flexible. if you'd like to use fancy terms <laughs> and um i've been in the lifestyle for nine years
0: for nine years all right so you've been in the lifestyle for a little less than half of uh, what I've been in the lifestyle, and I'm sure that you've learned a lot in that time. We'll, we'll uh, dive more into her. Um, as you're fully aware of, we always end with uh, my story, and this week she is going to be the main focus of my story once we get to that part. So uh, let's dive right in. Um, we There was some things that we had to go back to for last week, so I just wanted to kind of do a little recap of last week um, dealing with some of the things that I've said. And and after Iana and I had talked, she had a, a, a kind of a more perspective on certain type of things. And so if you if you kind of remember last week, we talked about identities, we talked about dynamics, we talked about communities, and it was kind of our, our own style of kink 101. Um, I, I did have to mention somebody had brought up to me off, off, uh, off camera about well what makes you the authority and what training have you had and I want to make it clear as I as I try to do every week that um, most of this is my opinion and the, the views that I've seen it over the last 25 years and if anybody is um, knowledgeable about how the pain can come forth there's there's experience there's uh, time there's, their study. I've done all three of those. So I would like to say it's an educated opinion. But it's fine. If you feel like it's, it's... I don't have some kind of certificate, that's what it is. But I'm going to keep speaking the way that I want to speak. I don't give a shit what anybody says. This is how I see it. And hopefully, again, if you have some feedback, send me the feedback. And we'll discuss it in a future episode. So INM was was talking to me about switch. And if you, if you remember last episode, I talked about switch and saying, I didn't really feel like it was a, a well-defined kink or that it wasn't, you know, maybe I didn't feel like it was possible of doing that kind of a thing about switching or being a switch. And you know, Im gave me a good perspective. She actually said I said something right. <laughs> but she was also giving me a kind of a, a more in-depth perspective about a switch. And if M, you can kind of or I and M, if you can kind of jump into that and and speak about 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 uh, kind of how you defined it the other day and why it's actually valid as to um the the identity of a switch.
1: Well, first off, you had said last week which I totally agreed with that Being a switch is an easy place for people to identify when they're at the beginning of their exploration or evolving. Um, I absolutely agree with that. And I also want to put a little disclaimer. I am no expert. I am constantly learning. And um, I feel like in the last three years or so in particular, I've really um, honed my skills and awareness of what's happening in the kink world, and I still have a long way to go. So that being said, um, I do consider myself a switch, and what I've noticed about being a switch for me mm-hmm. is that it's in different areas of my life. So in this facet of life, I could be a dom. In this area of a life, my life, I could be a, sw- um, a sub. So for me, I don't actually like to be a sub in most of the places of my life. I actually um, call myself my own master. And I do that specifically because I came out of, um, of an unhealthy power dynamic in my own marriage. And it's my fault. I'm not blaming him for anything. It's just I gave away my power to him. And in that, I don't ever want to give my power away again except where I choose.
0: Okay, so, um, so as far as a switch, so kind of what I'm kind of hearing from you is that, okay, um, I can, I, depending on the situation, then you could be a sub. And in, in other situations, you can be a, a, a Dom or a master.
1: So for me, predominantly, I'm a Dom and in the bedroom i actually like to be a sub so i have one specific area where i like to be submissive
0: okay so i look at that and i and and i still have a problem with it i mean that to me that doesn't uh you know like so are you topping from the bottom or are you giving up full control in those moments and so if if you are giving up full control in those moments is that really an identity or is that a moment? It, like that's where i'm kind of having oh, the confusion that. with that you know like it's it's are you is your personality for some reason i think that switch means you're switching personalities and are you switching personalities or are you choosing as a dom to be in a submissive moment at that time and that's where i kind of like uh have a problem with it is that is it really a personality switch
1: no it's not a personality switch so oh. so in that it's very clear to me that yes i'm a dom and there are moments where i need to give up control
0: mm. okay to
1: just step back and say okay i don't want to do this
0: well you know that it, it seems like i'm winning this argument so i i don't, I don't know <laughs> you are how, um other people might might say oh, uh, this switch and maybe you can give us some some uh, feedback on that because you know like it, again I'm looking at it as more of a personality switch and maybe I'm diving too deep into it you know maybe it's oh I, I choose to be uh, submissive at this point or if I choose to be dominant um, and then maybe I'm going too far into it but that's kind of how I've I've seen it in any case I want to I wanted to make sure that we hit that because she uh, had explained to me that she felt that that, you know, I was correct to a point, but to to either disregard it, which I don't think I necessarily disregarded it. I was just I'm just confused about how um, somebody can uh, switch personalities. So maybe maybe there is uh, it's not for me to really know because I don't identify that way. And we just have to we have to enjoy life knowing that people are are that type, please, please, please email me or send me a message on uh, FetLife or on Kick, and um, give me your perspective on that because I am very curious of how a switch actually processes that uh, that, that identity. Okay, well, that's enough about that. Um, Well, I
1: just want to say I appreciate um, the way you broke it down into like uh, an overall identity. Because that allows me to be clear and go, oh, well, I have moments of being a switch, but that's not really who I am.
0: Gotcha. So thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I wanted to kind of move forward into how uh, we are going to all maneuver in this lifestyle. And it, it's still, even with me, even with INL, even with some of the veterans, it's you, you keep finding some of these different roadblocks that put a new challenge in front of us and if we're still dealing with it if you're new into the lifestyle how are you dealing with it and we want to really kind of dive into that kind of um, help out with our opinion about how this can be um, how this can be uh, happen so first how do you show up and and i want to before i kind of like describe it i wanted to um, give inm an opportunity to talk about how she came to Denver and Denver and got into the lifestyle. Cause as far as I, as I can recall, you've only been here for a few months. Correct. So to be in for a few months and now be on a podcast uh, with uh, a person that's been in the lifestyle in Denver for a very long time, you've have, um, you've have introduced yourself and moved up and showed up in the lifestyle in a very quick manner. So I think a lot of people would be interested in hearing of how did that experience work for you and when you first moved back to Denver, Colorado.
1: Great. So thank you for that. I'm coming from Santa Fe, New Mexico, where I've lived the majority of my adult life. I have lived all over the West Coast and spent a fair amount of time in California in particular. Um, so in Santa Fe, I was co-hosting queer kinky poly parties prior to covid and we were having our own events once or twice a month so when i came up here to denver i came the beginning of september of last year um so literally it's been seven months since i've been here and um I was like, okay, I need to find people who are doing similar things as to what I was doing down there, because I love that. I love hosting events. I love holding space for people. I love, um, the way I come into the community because it's different from the way a lot of people come into the community and, and how I perceive the kink world is very different from a lot of people's. I'll get more into that, um, at a different time, but um my my philosophy is coming really from a very spiritual deep place. So that's all I'll say about that now. But coming here, it was like before I even left Santa Fe in August, I started reaching out to people on FET and just started communicating. And I posted on Excuse my profile. Me, when you say
0: FET, you mean Fet Life. Fet right? Life, yeah. Okay.
1: Thank you. Um, yeah, I posted on my profile. I'm moving to Denver. I'd love to get to know people and I'll be there, you know, the beginning of September. And so I started researching and seeing what was going on up here and started expanding my own horizons and figuring out, well, what's community look like up up there? And um, I saw a couple different um, event, event things going on and I reached out to a couple different people. And when I reached out to Master Dion, a funny thing happened. (laughs) <laughs> he started asking me all kinds of questions and I don't like text very much. So I said, I'd rather do this um, and meet. And he goes, well, I'm going to be at my favorite cigar bar, which is kind of my office. And he, she, he shoots me the address and I just started laughing and I'm laughing because it was literally two blocks from my home.
0: Awesome. <laughs> so then I'm
1: thinking, well, that's interesting. So then I go meet this guy and um, we had some easy rapport about us. It was just easy to be with each other. And um, like he said, we have similar goals. So then it was like, how do we build on this base meeting that we had? And he invited me to an event.
0: Well, you know, and, and I think what's important for people to understand is that this wasn't normal times. She moved here seven months ago and we're, we're going through COVID. 7 months ago. So not only that she had to, you know, create this profile or switched the profile so that you can start um getting to get to communicate with people in the in Denver, but when you're meeting them it's uh, it's now how do I meet them? How does it if all the events I could imagine at that time were all virtual. There was not anything kind of being in person at that time. And what she explained to me, I for some weird reason I thought I was the first person she met when she got here, but she was like, "No, I've met a few people, and um, uh, and she communicated with me. Um, as she said, you know, one of the steps that like like I take is okay. Let me ask you a bunch of questions, see who the hell you are, because why are you reaching out to me? And then the next thing is let's meet in a public place so that uh, we can get to know each other, and you don't think uh, that I have there's an ill intentions by me and vice versa. So it it was a really good meeting, and I would just. I think I've told you a few times to take that step out and uh, meet me in a public place. Some people have some people have a problem with that. And that's a a huge step. Your years of experience allowed you to do that. Well, you know, like if. If somebody was in your position moving from wherever and they're here and they've wanted to explore, it. let's say, for example, they just got divorced and they moved to Colorado and they wanted to explore what would be different that in your approach, if you were just green, vanilla, and you wanted to enter the lifestyle, speaking about how COVID was going on and things like that.
1: Well, for me, it's more of kind of my own personality. I'm kind of a, a go-getter in certain ways. And so meeting people and connections is really what my whole life's about
0: yeah but i mean specifically about if somebody else that's that's brand new
1: yeah um i say it's really important to start um a text thread or communication and then have a phone conversation and then meet
0: so you know and and i i push back a little bit because if you're new in the lifestyle I mean unless you get like a google number or yeah. you talk through like a snapchat or something like that or a whatsapp or something like that you 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 don't want to be giving out your phone number so i i want to be clear like you you want to before you meet somebody you don't want to sit there and 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 give out your information because a lot of a lot of people uh can use your phone number and find out everything about you and it's not just about calling you and harassing you it's They can put it into Google search and find out all your information. And if you're not at that point where you want to have all your information out there, you know, just be very careful of how you do that. So, but your approach would be, you know, not even getting into face-to-face right away if you're so new. Yeah, I,
1: I would say I have a Google voice number for that purpose. And I would say I can tell a lot by hearing somebody's voice. I can't tell a whole lot by text. Text. Um, I mean, they've done studies for years about communication, and the majority of communication is nonverbal. So, how do we hear or see that through text? The truth is, we miss a lot in text. So, um, in a voice call, at least I can hear the intonation of their voice and that kind of thing. So, that really adds a dimension to me that um, that adds some safety.
0: And um, with the way technology is nowadays, I mean, it, even um, a, a user account with on Zoom then and, and you can go on there and if you want to physically see them, especially during COVID. But now as we're kind of everybody's starting to get vaccine and we're starting to roll out of, out of the out of uh, the whole COVID thing um, slowly, but uh, seems like it's going on a good pace that Zoom is a good way to. Okay, I don't. You know, it's great texting, but what am I going to get out of that? And oh, it's great hearing your voice. But what I still need to see you and see you move. So something like, uh, like Zoom or some other similar uh, Meetup or something like that. It's a uh, uh, Google Meet is what I meant. Not Meetup. Um, is a is a great way to also maybe you know, get to meeting these people and seeing them before you actually step out. Into the real world, and again, I implore that uh, that you take certain steps before you jump out to this lifestyle. I, I and uh, M knows me like she could have told me. She could have told me she's been in the li- lifestyle for nine years. Somebody else could have told me fifteen years. I still follow the same exact steps. If you're brand new to, if you're a veteran in the game, I'm still going to have my questions. I'm still going to meet you in a public place and it's usually my cigar bar that i i like to go to um but it's going to be in a public place you're going to hopefully do the steps that we talk about later um so that you keep yourself protected but before that as we're diving into the subject and this will speak to two veterans fucking up a lot about how <laughs> how we were trying to go through the steps or we were we're 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 kind of preaching to you the steps um but how we kind of fucked up in the approach that where we went to so as we met so the steps start out great she contacted me i asked her my questions she wanted to meet in public or she wanted to meet face to face and i said let's meet in public and it happened to be right around the corner that's all great and dandy right we get there um and we talk. Now, what did she do, in my opinion, what did she do wrong? Well, the first thing she did was that she didn't let anybody know. If that was correct. You said you didn't let anybody know.
1: No, but I didn't let anybody know.
0: So even though it's a public place, hey, if most of you have seen me, if I was a predator, uh, there's probably not much she could have do about getting away with it. Or if I could have lured her outside and got her into a car or anything like that. So, I. I know it's in the kink world. I know mo- a lot of us um, have to hide um, our identity or where to. We we can't. We're not out with our families or or the people around us, our friends. So we don't necessarily want to have people involved in my, our our lives. But I suggest that you let somebody know where you're going, especially if. Uh, I'm going to just, you know, if you're a female identifying person and you're going to meet somebody, I I would suggest that that somebody knows where you're going so that you don't get yourself caught up. So that's the first mistake. The second mistake that we made after we met with each other is, okay. after we we flowed back and forth. She's new to to Denver and i decide to invite her to a party and i go oh it's a friend's party it's a play party you want to play yes i want to uh i want to play maybe you know was it a maybe it was, like, a- it
1: was like i'm probably not gonna play okay
0: so it. You know i'm probably it was- gonna
1: check out the scene
0: all right so it was like check out the scene and she didn't know anybody at this party uh and she was going based off of my word and i and if you remember last week i told i talked about not Uh, taking one person's opinion about things or one person's approach uh, because you don't know if they're giving you the right information or not. But what did you do?
1: I totally took your advice. (laughs) I'm a really, really bad example of what to do in the kink world because I've broken every rule in the book and I'm kind of uh, a little bit naive and very trusting.
0: No, I don't think it's naive. You told me the other day that um, you go a lot, you're intuitive type I of d- person. I, yes. So you said your intuition felt yeah. good, which in my opinion, uh, is still a little dicey because you just don't know. I, in, in this, in this specific situation, I gave her an address to show up to an event. Now I know me, I know that, that, that wasn't going to be an issue, but how does she know? How does she know that she's come not come to an address where in this uh, particular location, you go around the back and this big dude grabs her and never she's never seen again. Did you let anybody know that you're going to that party?
1: Um, I think I did.
0: Okay. I think does not count.
1: I know. I can't remember for sure if I did or I didn't. I so, do know that I have a couple people that follow my location on my phone.
0: Okay. Well, then- That's a good, that's a definitely a good thing. And that was, but the, the, the risk that she took in that moment is, is something that could have turned out a very bad way. It could have. And, and me not speaking up because I didn't have it, it didn't cross my mind is also a mistake by me. Like, okay, make sure, you know, are you going to come with a friend? That was another thing that she, she uh, as she as we talked before, she has friends in the lifestyle that actually live here okay. and she could have brought a person with her. Uh, and she didn't. And but and you told me the reason why the other day, but gonna explain why you well, came by yourself.
1: So I wanna step I'll come back to that, right. but there were two things that happened leading up to the party. You drove me by the location of the party. Oh, okay. Prior I didn't, I didn't remember that. that. Okay. And the, he what, he didn't happen to be there when we drove by that day. But then um, I came by the cigar bar another day and he happened to be leaving. So I actually got to meet him. Who was him? The host of the party. Oh,
0: okay. I got you. Okay.
1: So right. I actually met him before the party. So there were a couple little interactions and things that did happen.
0: Okay. All right. All um,
1: right. Now ask me your question again.
0: Um, why didn't you bring anybody else?
1: Oh, the reason I didn't bring anybody else with me... Um, The girlfriend that I would have liked to bring with me, I only have two kink friends that existed in Denver before I came here. The female, um, I love her dearly, and she's being super, super COVID safe, and she wouldn't go to a party. So I didn't bother asking her. And my male friend that I know in the community, um, I didn't want him to go because I didn't want people associating me with him cuz I'm a single woman I am not his woman or connected to him. And so I didn't want my first impression to be with somebody else.
0: And it that I can understand that. Uh, I think that if you would have brought him, of course the natural assumption would have been that, but you can also make it very clear there. You know, like it, it's it's something like you know like i i get it i like to explore by myself and um uh, i feel like uh, that you know i i feel comfortable in a lot of different situations and so that i kind of do that myself and not just realizing that you said that that like i took you by this place well that means there was another violation she got into the car with some stranger and <laughs> into my if you if you know me i got this big black truck so if you got it you jumped into a car with a stranger and you went for a ride. So that was, that's a, that's another violation of the steps. Uh, and this is, again, we're talking about day one. We're not talking about day, you know, like we've talked for 20 years or anything like that. That wasn't,
1: it, the drive-by it was, was not drive. It
0: was day one. <laughs> what what day was it when I took you then?
1: I think it was another day after. I don't I think don't it was think the, so. fr- no, because I remember walking out the first day, um, and going, wow, that was a that was a cool meeting. I look forward to our next one. Just thinking to myself. So it wasn't the first meeting, but it was probably within the first week or two. It was definitely within the first two weeks.
0: Uh, I first don't, week. I, I don't remember that. But <laughs> you know, like maybe that's the case. So maybe we were a little bit more safe than we thought. Because when we were talking about it the other day, we was like, oh shit, we've kind of violated all kinds of stuff. But let's continue. As the as the party night came up. And um, I think that we, I think we texted and said, okay, well, you're going to be here at a certain time. I had pre- I had presumed that I had communicated with INM that I was going to protect her. I was going to be like a protector for the night. Uh, so, because she was new to, new to um, the scene here and she didn't know anybody. And I knew some of the people there and I, I felt like, you know, offering my protection. I don't know if that was, we were, we, there was some kind of miscommunication or I thought I had said it. She's not you clear did that say, I you No, know,
1: you did say you, you did say that you would be my protector, but we didn't have a discussion as to what that meant. Copy And that. because I consider myself my own master, it's like, well, I don't know what that means or how to navigate that. And so I heard it and I didn't fully take it seriously.
0: Well, and, and. Before I, we move on, I wanted to say that I have a, a, a best friend that protects me. So just by being a master doesn't mean that you don't need protection. And I want that to be clear like this, the I don't say, well, I'm a master, that means I'm a protector. I'm saying that I am a master and a protector. So I just want that to be clear that you know't it doesn't, it doesn't devalue somebody. Because uh, you have somebody help that's protecting over you, so I just want to make that clear.
1: I totally understand that, and we just hadn't had a clear negotiation for me to like. I took you seriously, but because we hadn't had the negotiation or um, a more thorough discussion, I didn't really know what it meant.
0: And that should that that's should my be fault. no, that's <laughs> that's both, both of our ours. Fault.
1: Yeah, but I'll take responsibility for my part in that.
0: Well, I mean, I think that the the what we're saying here is that okay. If, if if you're trusting that person to go to uh, a place where you haven't been and you're not known then make sure that you're communicating with them yeah. this is something we're going to talk about later yeah. but it's make sure that that communication there and you understand the 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 guidelines or the rules or yeah. or whatever the case is on that well uh, as we get to the party there there was also might have been a little bit more confusion because of the the I Again, we did not meet to um, partner up in any kind of kinky or sexual manner at that at that moment. And as we came to the party, I had brought another person, and you were telling me that you were kind of also like uh, not confused, but like okay, well, you know, his attentions with. That person.
1: Yeah, I wanted to give you your space because I didn't know what the relationship was between you and her. And I didn't, you know, really didn't know what our relationship was at that point either. I mean, we're still exploring and figuring out what that is and how to navigate. So at that stage, I certainly didn't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm not exploring more. I know exactly my uh, position with her, but then <laughs> <in, laughs> she can be, she's probably still trying to figure out how to call you trying to be my master is no. that what you're trying to do Oh, okay well i i i um i made a mistake again i made the presumption that she understood and that that the way that i she's seen me now at a few parties that i'm not going to be hovering over anybody I'm, I'm protecting from a distance i'm sitting down i'm watching the entire environment um it happened to be something happened where i turned we're at the party the party she's Looks like she's feeling comfortable. And um, there happened to be kind of a a situation that happened. So I was under the assumption that I was protecting. But then I turn and I'm having a conversation with somebody. And I turn back around and you're gone. And I was like, well, what the hell? I'm like, well, where did she go? She doesn't even know anybody here. And uh, uh, I get up to go look for you and she's already playing and i was like holy shit I, I, I guess she's fine i mean we haven't i haven't my usual situation is i know what their limits are the person's limits are or the are or, or what they want to do sexually for the night so that I can make sure that everybody else in the party is familiar and understands and understands that i'm protecting her so don't go out of pocket with that person well that never happened and she went on to do uh to, to start playing. And so I said, okay, well she feel she clearly feels comfortable enough to not have to um communicate with me. This is again my assumption. Uh, communicate with me and I felt like she was comfortable enough to do all things. Uh I'm gonna let you continue so that you can uh again, let's not let's not um throw any type of names or anything like oh, that. No, I wouldn't do that. But uh, Why did that ultimately end up, for both of us, end up being a huge mistake?
1: Well, learning for sure, Um, and and a little bit of a mistake. So what happened is um, I hadn't been to a party since well before COVID, so I'm feeling kind of um, a little randy, so to speak. and um, Randy? Well, you know, (laughs) like ready to go. Ready to go. I got you. And I didn't plan that. And what I, I forgot to put in one of my personal safety measures. One of my personal safety measures is to wear underwear. If I don't wear underwear, my primal takes over and I don't have a lot of control. So I made a really big mistake that night by not doing
0: Let me stop you for a second. When you say you're primal, what do you mean by your primal?
1: My body will just take over and I don't have a lot of, um, my brain is out the window. So, so Yummy. thinking with a little head, as uh-huh. they say. Yeah. Um, um, so I I neglected my number one safety measure that night. So that was that was definitely um a huge factor for me in how things developed. So what happened is I start talking to a couple of men. Um, and the two of them are like, well, how about we do a little scene? And I was just like, okay. So the t- three of us go into a bedroom and start playing. It's going really well. Everything's good. A third guy jumps in. He asked. It was cool. Um,
0: and when and- you say he asked, he he asked for consent to join into uh, the this play activity that you had going he on. He
1: asked if he could join the scene full yeah. on. And I said yes. And there were a couple other people um, that had come into the room, and they asked if they could, you know, gently touch in or or um, not full play, but just participate in a very mild way. And I had said yes to a couple other people in that moment as well. And then it got weird. Got weird. A fourth guy jumps in, and he didn't ask. And I look back. And I, at, by that point, I'm in an altered state. I have a bunch of hormones running through my body. And I look back and I just made a face like, what are you doing here? But I couldn't speak. When I'm in that altered state, my communication um, abilities diminish greatly. Mm. So I, I made a face. That was the most I could do in that moment. When the scene was over, I jumped up. And I asked one of the other guys to walk around with me and help me find the person that had jumped in without asking. And they helped me find the person. And I went to the person and I said, hey, did you just jump in on that scene? And he goes, yeah. And I looked at him and I said, you actually didn't have permission. I did not give you consent. And actually, there was one more little step before that. Um after I identified him, I actually went to the party host and said, hey, you need to know this thing happened, Um, that there was a consent violation here. And he said, I'm going to go, I'll go talk to him. And I said, wait, 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 I actually want to talk to this guy. And he followed me to talk to him. So um, there was, there were steps that were implemented after the fact, but had I gone to Master Dion at the beginning of the evening or when I started feeling like I was going to play um that would have been a that wouldn't have happened, it just don't, do have happened. don't do
0: that don't do that don't do that because what you just did is you put the blame on yourself, and that's not that's not um the proper way to do it and 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 I want to stop you there because of the fact that is that everybody at this party knows the golden rule and that's consent, and he did not ask for consent and so it's not did you put yourself in the best position maybe not but it's not your fault that 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 person didn't use the type of consent
1: i mean i absolutely agree with that and i also feel that we all have responsibility for creating our lives and our situations and so i can take responsibility for my pieces and my parts it doesn't make what he did right
0: absolutely well i mean I, that's without question that it wasn't right now uh, let's backtrack a little bit. And 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 again, this was her first experience in, in this type of scene in Colorado, and she's already had to deal with the, what the violation of, of consent. And those, I know we were kind of jokingly as we're talking about up these steps when the, and as simple as miscommunica- miscommunication is what, kind of got us into this into this happening now i was the last person to hear about this which as she knows infuriated me i was highly upset i it, it was not my party but most people know when i'm around then um, i'm kind of the protector of the the scenes that i'm at and th- to see that i was the last person and and I felt horrible myself, even though I did not do the violation, I felt horrible because not, think about it from my perspective. You're trusting in this, um, to come with me to an event and you get violated at an event that I invited you at. I I was infuriated. And I, if you remember, I kind of overstepped everybody I didn't care what the host was saying. Now that I dealt with that guy, very specifically, because of the fact that that I know he knows. I don't give. I don't give a two rats ass shit of. Well, she was already playing, but all that the that person knows that that's not that you have to ask him for consent. No matter what the fucking situation is, you have to ask for consent. And if it it could be a simple nod of your head, it could be a, a shake of your head, it could be whatever the case is, but there has to be an understanding before um, you go into that. So, it, it was a very valuable lesson that, um, that we both learned in there. That I, I, I guess more arrogantly would figure that that. People would just follow the rules because I'm around, and didn't maybe express to people uh, that I didn't express enough to I and M about. Hey, I'm protecting you. What are you okay? So, are you if you're playing, you're about to play? Let me know what's going on. You went with the, I don't know if it's say raw emotion, but you're saying the primal emo, primal. Um,
1: Desire. urges and desires
0: yeah. and so you took off without talking to me yeah. and so we both missed that and just that mo- that little moment created an ex- in a, a bad experience from when you were having a great time and we've addressed it we've we've uh, grown from it and we've even had another event where you were busy and somebody wanted to come up and you're like no it, you've learned from it and that's yeah. the that's the that's the best thing that I c- I can s- try to communicate with y'all is if it happens hopefully that you can recover from it but you learn from it and that that you start putting some of those steps or those defenses in place yeah. while you uh while you continue to go into the lifestyle the last thing I want to do and I'm sure I and Emma feels the same is you get to the point where you're turned off because of the fact that there's just con- consistent violations. Oh, yeah, no.
1: I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be in a community that had consistent violations. I'd just step out.
0: Absolutely. And so that I, I, we wanted to tell both of us had talked about this. So it's not that I'm telling a story without her permission and um, she's not telling a story without my permission. It's a, a situation where we wanted to say veterans in the game fucked up. Veterans and game didn't follow those steps all the way through, so that her first experience in Colorado was uh, um, was an absolute Tip-top. golden yeah. experience. I, I make sure now that anybody that's communicating with me that I'm like I'm your protector. What do you do? Are you two holes? Are you three holes? Are you doing this or that? Are you only one black guys? You only want white guys? You only want Mexicans or whatever damn identity, their race, there is. You know what is it that you want? So that if there's a situation, you can look at me and I can handle the situation. Mm-hmm. Or like we established um, kind of the protection, but I think out of the comfort of knowing that I was there, you were able to speak up for yourself yeah. uh, at, the, at one of my other parties and stuff oh, yeah. like that. So you, you, it's, not like, it's not like I felt like she needs me to protect her to function. It's she's like no 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 I learned from my mistakes but it's nice to have somebody like me in the background absolutely
1: yeah you know I mean and and my local male friend when I told him what happened he was like I'll be at every party and make sure nothing like that ever happens and he's like why didn't you bring me and he was also upset and and sometimes I get fiercely independent to a fault and this is one of those moments
0: well you know and again that's you're you keep doing that and I don't well, want you to. Hey, like, it, you, it, it's it's a common place where people go, with they're trying to say, hey, you know, it's my fault, it's my fault, and you got to be careful about saying that, because we don't want people to think, oh, I slipped up, it's my fault. No, consent is the first thing you should know about in yeah. the lifestyle, right? Absolutely. So, it, 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 what happened to me, what happened to me is somebody found a crease, and they stepped into that crease. A violator stepped into that crease. I don't give a fuck, but they found that crease and they stepped in. Doesn't make doesn't make that you were are at fault of that. It, it was deliberate. It's not an accident. It, you don't slip and fall into some pussy. <laughs> I, at least I don't believe that shit. <laughs> no, you know. And no. so uh, I wanted to make sure that y'all understood where we we're coming from from there, and that that we're not speaking off of. Uh, well, this has never happened to us because we follow these steps religiously. Um, and, and there's this, it's never a situation. This was a, a few months ago and I've been in the lifestyle for a very long time and so is she. So if we're still missing cues, missing steps, then we always need to make sure that we reiterate with ourselves and the people that come into our lives about consent, about taking these steps and being a, uh, a part of a, Uh, I guess I want to say being a part of a a trust dynamic, or being a part of a a protection type of dynamic, something like that.
1: Well, and also being willing to work through the steps for restoration, whatever those may be.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The
1: restorative process, we all mess up, we're all human. And how do we fix that for ourselves and the community at large?
0: And, and when you're saying restoration are you talking about your image or are you talking about what happened to you
1: no just what happened I'm not really worried about my image you know it's like I'm human I'm a well-rounded person and sometimes I'm on my game and sometimes I'm not okay and um like I'd like to be on it more more often than not yeah it doesn't always happen that way so
0: well you mm-hmm. brought up something that uh, we actually didn't write this down but I now I, I cannot skip this restoration that that is. Um, that is something that, that a lot of people may have a problem with, or not a problem with, I should say, are how to fix their own reputation. So there's the, there's the perspective of the person that was violated. What about the person that violated? And, and Mm -hmm. let's just say they're out of the hundred percent of people that violate there's a percentage, I don't know what that percentage is, but there's a percentage that didn't know that they violated. But now they're starting to get the stigma, they've gotten the stigma of being a violator. How do they go to, to restore that, that trust, that image within the lifestyle? That's not something we're going to dive into right now, but it's just something that to think about, like, mm-hmm. all right, I've 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 heard several different people that I'm kind of the, the person that people come to and say, Oh, this person did this and that and that and that and that. And I have to, uh, decipher through this stuff and I have to say, okay, what happened? What is this scenario? What's going on? And if you put the tag of a violator on, it's almost in, in the, in the kink world. If you are violating, uh, a person, you all, I mean, it, I wouldn't go, it's probably not this extreme, but it's almost like a pedophile in the world. Like you, you're going to get fucking blackballed out yeah. of a lot of shit, especially if you got repeat offenses. Yeah, if you get repeat offenses, then shit, you, you know you're not coming to my party ever again. You know you're not coming around me. So that's that's important to to uh, to not only talk about the restorative uh, stuff for the person being violated, and I think that's a very important subject that yes. we need to. Talk about in the future.
1: Absolutely. I actually, uh, the reason it came up is as I was going through creating a code of conduct and pulling things together for our own code of conduct, um, I found the restorative piece in the code of conduct that we had in Santa Fe. And so it's fresh in my mind and really important. And we did have another incident at another party where I started taking steps to restore um, somebody's position in the community.
0: Awesome. Well, I mean, that, and you
1: know about that person?
0: I, I really don't have I it
1: was, I'm not quite sure uh, anyway. about
0: what um, what specific story, but that's not that's Doesn't, not something that's a subject that we're going to talk you know. about. I don't want to dive into that right now. I do I do want to say that um uh, it could be a very a very unforgiving community or lifestyle if if you're not checking yourself. Uh if if you're not um I've heard it now. I'm telling you right now, this is not my opinion. This is what I've heard. When I've seen somebody get violated a couple of times, there's people start to say, well, okay, is that person being genuine? Which mm-hmm. is obviously another violation. But you, if you're okay, well, if that person, why do they keep putting themselves in those predicaments? Why do they keep doing that? You gotta be careful about how people are spewing that stuff out, but you'll, as an individual, also have to be mindful that that um, you're protecting yourself to your best of your ability. And on the other side, when you are the violator, you get multiple violation. Now, oh my God, you know, like there's there's a uh, uh, almost almost um, impossible to come back from that. It, yeah. You you you're changing you're, you're changing your name, but as soon as you get recognized, there's been a few times that when I had the club open where person walk in the door and I had three or four people come up to me and speak about a person. There has been times where somebody's told me about another person being a violator. And then somebody else tells me about the person that told me that the other person was a violator is a violator.
1: Uh, (laughs) So
0: like, it's, it's important that you, uh, you make sure you're taking the steps on both sides. You know, you're taking the steps. If you're the the person that's dominant, or you're the person that's trying to get something from the other person, that you're mindful and taking these steps into making sure that you're not um, violating any kind of way, right? I mean, it. it and I keep seeing time and time again, and I, and I hate saying this, but I keep seeing veterans in the game still getting violated. I mean, to the to the point of it. And I'm not talking about nothing. That um, I'm not going as far as like rape or anything like that, but somebody grabbing their titties without a, without the other person asking for permission. And I come up now; these are, these are people I know. I'm not protecting, and I'll come up to them and be like, "Now, why did you just let that happen?" Oh, I didn't want to say anything, and you know, and it was just kind of like you know, it just I just pushed the person's hand away or something like that. And I'm like, this this is the reason why people keep. Thinking they have that that right to do something that you clearly haven't given them the right to do. And I, I'm like, you got to say something. If you're not going to say something or you don't feel comfortable to say something, you need to find something that does feel comfortable. And that should be, if you're at a party or at an event, it should be the host. If the host, if you've talked to the host and the host is not the right person, because it doesn't have to be the host. It could be the host has identified somebody that's protecting and that they can go to or they can get a group together. If they feel like the violator is somebody that they, nobody wants to approach, then get a group together or something like that. I mean,
1: I, I know that I've created that sort of alliance with a couple women in the community where we'll stand for each other and make sure that we're being protected in different situations.
0: And that's awesome. That's ex- so they, I hope you're getting some some things out of this that we're we're talking about. When we um uh, we we touched a little bit on there about where uh, I and M and I. Should have had a better communication in an agreement. You know, and it's like we wrote down solidified an agreement. Like it's uh, people, I don't want people to believe that just because you have an agreement that you have a, a commitment, but you have an understanding of each other. And then you can go into different places knowing that at least that agreement is in place that, okay, this person is going to protect me and uh, I'm going to be checking in with them just so often so they know that I'm still in the right mindset or anything Just whatever the agreement is just have some kind of agreement with the person that you either trust or that you have an agreement to to watch you in some kind of way um uh, now let's how let's kind of let's kind of a dead dead subject i think uh i think we kind of dived into enough if you have any questions make sure you hit us up but now how do you interact or how do you yeah how do you interact uh, when you're new on both sides i I keep saying both sides because I want to say the uh, submissive person that's coming into the lifestyle and I want to say the dominant person that's coming to the lifestyle and anybody in between. Or you're just a kinkster and you're trying to learn and you don't know how you identify. When you, How are you interacting or how can you interact when you get to these environments? Like my personality is 100% outgoing. So when I go to a party, I might be, uh, I might kind of look around and identify and and then I start just going talking to the people that I want to talk to. But what if you're not that type of person? What if you don't have that um, A type of personality like me and you're an introvert or something like that? What are some good ways that, that people can interact into their lifestyle when, when they're first getting introduced or into a new environment? What do you think?
1: Well, I think, I think most hosts or hostesses are open to talk to anybody that shows up at their event. And wants to talk and engage. So that's always a first first point of contact. Um, the lay of the space you were talking about, it's like, I like to observe too. Sometimes I'll just kick back and people watch and see yeah. what's going on. And I like to do that. Um, so you say 100% extrovert. I wouldn't say I'm 100% extrovert. I say I have extroverted tendencies. I'll say hi to people in the grocery store lines and that kind of thing. So I'm not afraid to speak to anybody, but I don't always want to speak to people
0: yeah and so, so but you know look and then of course you know like you know, sometimes you don't you want to be forward and sometimes you don't want to be forward I, I get that um I, I can give I can give an example I mean it's kind of hard to give myself an example but I I will you know they, there was a uh a t- new type of event that I before COVID that I would go to that um I didn't feel like was necessarily my scene but they were a very good nonprofit group and they were doing some really good things. And I wanted to go and support and to see what they were about. And I walk in there. Not necessarily knowing that it was a vanilla environment, but that uh, it was, it was uh, also a kinky environment to it. So I came in there with the, with my slave on a chain and on a collar and I walked in there and it wasn't, it it wasn't necessarily the, the, the vibe that was going on there. I mean, uh, I, I don't, my sense of vanilla is a little bit different sometimes, but you know, it was like going in there with somebody on the chain and I walk in there and I got my, uh, my sweater that says Master Dion all over it. So it, it was, it was, a a more aggressive, uh, a more out front approach to it. And so those type of things doesn't necessarily, uh, shy people away from me they're like what the hell what's going on over here let's talk to him and stuff like that so it kind of is my way to help get people to engage with me too and you know obviously they sometimes they're a little bit intimidated by how i my parents or my approach uh, but if i were or if i were i brought people and, and you know, it's really hard to say that because i've i brought people that have been um a little bit more was reser- excuse me more reserved and they have uh uh I've done all the introduction and I've put them in there and, and kind of you know pushed them out into the pastures, so to say, and and let them explore and stuff like that. I if you're an individual, uh, that's why I, it's why it's important, to everybody, that that I I and here because it's kind of hard sometimes for me to to go from multiple people's perspective. Because I, I just don't really know. Like if I if I go to a new scene in a new state, I'm going to step right in. i don't got no problem stepping right in. And if I don't like it or they're uncomfortable with me, I'll go to another scene. I'll just keep figuring it out until it kind of works out. But for a lot of people who are coming into the lifestyle, if you're an uh, A-type or whatever type, you still might be a little reserved because you're new to the lifestyle, right?
1: Well, or new to a particular town or scene or community. I remember I moved out to California um, a few years back. Back in the fall of 2014, so about 2015 or so, um, I decided to go to the first lifestyle party in LA that I, the first and last, I only went to one while I was out there, but I went and um, I was super uncomfortable. I got there late (laughs) because it was a really weird day and I didn't want to get out of bed that day. And it started at eight and I finally arrived around 1030. It's like, I got to go. I got to go. I really want to go, but I couldn't get myself moving. And finally I get there about 1030 and it felt really super clickish. And I was like, I don't know about this place. And I'm just kind of kicking back. And then there's this young guy and he and I started talking and he was about the same age as one of my kids. I want you to teach me everything. And I was just like, I don't know about mm-hmm. that, but at the back of my head, I'm going, and I'm really glad to have somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. So I was, you yeah, know, I I, it was that. nice to have somebody there that I could talk to. We started dancing and things um, loosened up a little. I saw a group of people come in that I was really interested in and I was like, oh, so anyway, that, that was kind of my icebreaker. Is just finding somebody that had an opening and where there was um, room to speak and and to have somebody at a party that um, that I could that I could speak to, even if it wasn't somebody that would be a long term kind of person in my life or anything like that, or even somebody I wanted to play with.
0: Well, that, you know and that makes sense. Um, that you uh, um, you you kind of got into there, and you you somehow organically identified with a, a person to talk to, and and then that kind of helped things grow into that environment. I I think that's important. I mean, we we, we laid out a couple of things. It's like you got. To, you got to l- lay out of the um, uh, what is it lay out of the space like kind of what in the in the business world it's like networking right so you are you're going you go into a place and if you want to be involved if, if let's say that you're not there to just observe and you actually want to be involved in the lifestyle and start learning you know it's it's kind of a very similar thing you're, you're going to go and network you're going to talk to some people i suggest starting with the host because the host is so hopefully will be more susceptible or ex- acceptable to to listen, listening and talking with you and getting you um, uh, comfortable. They're also hopefully um, a good host will introduce you to a few people, and now you're uh, now you're communicating with people and things like that. I think that's kind of the best approach if you're coming into the lifestyle and wanting to learn the lifestyle. Now again, this subject is about how you interact. So let's talk about the other side of it. You know, you're you're coming in and what are your your intentions are and how are you looking? What people don't understand that. I I, I see it all the time. How the people don't understand what they, how they look when they come into an environment, they, they come in there and they're really creepy. You know, like, and and what do I mean by creepy? Like they're lurking or they're, they're basically staring through your soul. And you're like, Whoa, you know, like, what are you doing over here? And it's, and it's about how they're interacting is they're not saying anything. They're just staring. You know, I mean, it, it, uh, there's, there's been several situations over the last, I mean, just the last few weeks with it, we've had to um, interject with because people don't understand. And, and a, co- a few conversations have been like, well, what did I do? Yeah. Okay. And, and so your interaction isn't that of a, a, a person that's engaging, that's, that wants to know about the lifestyle, is interested in everything within the elements of where you're at. It's, Okay, you're you looking like you looking at a piece of meat, or you looking at a gazelle. You're a lion looking at a gazelle, and you're trying to pounce on that uh, gazelle. Those are the kind of things that you have to. And sometimes it's hard. Uh, some some guys, I right, see now. I said guys. I'm gonna say people. Sometimes people don't know that they're creepy. They don't know that they're lurking, that they're uh, smothering, or they're thirsty. Uh, there's some thirsty ass people out there there
1: are and and some I have to say, coming from the female perspective, I think it's easier for us to feel and feel those things and and be in that sort of creepy position we're not frowned upon in the same way as male bodied people
0: yeah too i mean i I've definitely noticed when somebody's getting a little too creepy with me and of uh like the assist female that is. A, a few times that have gotten, I don't, I don't know what it is, but, you know, <laughs> I'll be like, golly, I mean, you know, move your eyes, go look somewhere else. I mean, it, it even makes me feel a little yeah. bit uncomfortable at times. I mean, obviously not the same, uh, but you know, it, it's, it still can happen on both sides. It just happens to be that the times that have been brought up to me, and I'm, I'm assuming a little bit to you, that it's always been somebody of uh, uh, a male nature. But I have experienced where there has been a female sure. and female situation where the, the females just felt uncomfortable about the situation and so when you're when you're dealing with how you interact you need to to think about you and how your personality have you always been awkward your entire life why have you always been awkward A lot of times in the lifestyle that could be cute that could be adorable but it also can be a problem and you need to really you really, you need to look at that because you don't want to be classified as creepy Maybe there's a fetish out there for creepy, but not Well, there, there is. There is okay. There's a fetish <laughs> there out there is. for creepy. And uh, no, um uh but you know, if you're not trying to yeah. do that, <laughs> if you're not trying to be creepy, and if that comes up, if that if that word comes up, then maybe you need to um talk to somebody or maybe you need to see what they're saying, what they're seeing is creepy. Now I get it. There's a lot of people that you, that misuse that word just a, too much. Oh, that person's creepy. Oh, they're creepy, creepy. They're creepy and creepy and creepy. And oh, your whole your whole environment is creepy. Okay, well, okay. Are you really saying somebody's creepy? Or are you trying to hurt somebody because of the fact that you just don't want to talk to them? I had a I had a a comment for a group that were like, oh man, that person is creepy, and based off of what. Um, that person was doing, and I said, "Well, if that person was gorgeous in your eyes, beautiful, good looking, and was doing the exact same thing, would you have that same comment?" Most of them were at least they're honest about it. They're like, "Well, no," you know. <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, that, that you can't. How how do you classify in a person as creepy because not they're not attracted to you and they're doing something that uh, you feel is creepy?" I sometimes say the same thing about the person that's touching the other person. Now, if that person is good looking, are you saying it's a violation? Or are you not saying it's a violation? You know, like be consistent. You have to be consistent with that.
1: And that's a hard one for most people because oh, it's, a it's huge like, one. because if, if, if somebody's attractive and they're doing something, they get to slide with a lot they of They get to stuff. slide.
0: And now, now, now what are you doing? You're, you're confusing the, the, the. The consent, yeah, you know, you're confusing the the protocols of in the lifestyle. So that's just there's something to be aware of when you're when you're doing that. There was a very very beautiful person that that uh, at one of my parties that that um, violated one of my rules, and I think there was a situation where that that um, they didn't think they were an or, or that um, it wasn't a situation that I should direct towards them because of how they interacted with the people around them. But it was my set rule. And I'm taking, it doesn't matter who, how you identify what your gender is, my rules are set. And if we can all kind of be on that page, like the rules are what the rules are. And I'm and and, and i guilty of being, um, uh, I mean, I'm guilty of being of, of people kind of slack or being given me leeway because I'm the master. And sometimes I'm the, you know, like I'm the party host or something like that. And I have to make sure I catch myself, you know, like, you know, like I reach out and give a hug to people that I know or something like that. And I, and I don't know if they are okay with it or not. Now I've, I've, uh, I've tried to do my due diligence and make sure that they're okay with it or, I'm, I'm, or say something like I'm coming in for a hug. So it gives them an opportunity to to turn me down if they need to turn me down. But I'm not perfect. You know, sometimes we, we do some things that, uh, that uh, we're not following all the rules. So I don't, I'm not saying there's a, a perfect person out there that's always following the rules. Uh, but if you're being mindful of it, especially when you go to a party then, uh, or an event or you're going to a geek session or something like that, just make sure that all the rules are expressed. I think it's important to understand when I have my gangbangs that I've gotten the permission from all the ladies. I've got their understanding, their rules, their their um, their wants, their desires, because I don't own and more more than most of the time, I don't own these girls. They're, they're not my property. They're not my slaves. They're not my subs. So they, it's literally like a partnership. Like, okay, what are your rules? Okay, this is what you want. This is how many guys, or so on, so forth. And I'm going to enforce those rules, and I'm going to be Essentially, if I'm the host, I'm the security guard. Well, like I'm making sure that everything stays safe and, and consensual. So I want that to be, uh, kind of, uh, um, uh, clear. The introductions and the rules of this place. What, when you go to a, a, a space, especially if you, if you think that, uh, you are the person that's going to be looking for somebody or that you are the dominant or the person that's looking for submissive, know the rules of the environment you're going into, right? Cause that's important because we need to, you need to know what, okay. Uh, um even our, like we we're talking about the, the little chat rooms that we're in. Like people have to ask permission to PM. Yeah. And like people, the like, people keep asking me permission to get to PM me and they go ahead and PM me, but that's the rule of, it's of, the of that group. the rule of
1: that space.
0: Yeah. So yep. I, I have several other groups that that's not the rule, but in that group, that's the rule. So it's best to know what, what are the rules of the, of the place that you're going to, right?
1: Yeah, and some parties are pretty casual and don't have formal rules. So, how do you navigate that?
0: That's you know, a good that, question. That's
1: that's an interesting space because it's like you may like the host, but you may not. They may not have any rules in place. And so, is that really a safe space? And what do they stand for? And how do you get to know what they stand for, and what matters to them?
0: Well, if and then they I don't think have
1: a formal set of rules.
0: If there, you, if 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 you you said. One specific thing you said, you know, you know, the host, if you know the host, then it, then and they if they haven't set extended rules, then be comfortable enough to go and talk to them like, hey, can we get a code of conduct, quote unquote, or have some rules in place so that when you continue to have these parties that people understand and know the rules If they're not willing to do that, then maybe that's not the place that you need to be.
1: Right. and And some parties have really basic rules. Consent, consent, consent and pick up after yourself yeah and I mean
0: if you that's actually not a bad idea like you just consent 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 at least you at least you know you're not going to get a violation as far as person on person now you might get condoms all over your floor and um, I know some of you listeners know what I mean by that pick up your goddamn condoms (laughs) Um, uh, and the wrappers and and the wrappers goddammit and the little
1: wipes that you clean off with in between
0: anyway so you know, like, uh, there's some common sense stuff, shit too. Like, it, well, I didn't read it in the in the rules, so um, I didn't feel bad doing it uh, because it's not in the rules. But i have been like, what the hell? Come on, let's 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 be fucking human beings, okay? Let's not be let's not be something. I don't even want to say animals because there's people that identify as animals. But you know, you it, know, like, be respectful of people's places. You know, like, uh, there's a situation where um the common rule or where not the common rule is a stated rule if you're gonna fuck one girl and you're gonna go to another girl you switch condoms well one person decided to fuck one girl with the condom and then turn the condom inside out and put it back on and fuck another girl <laughs> so i was like are you out of your fucking mind you <laughs> and, and, and the person didn't see something wrong with that because of the fact that it's not the same. Uh, I don't know the juices on the outside of the condoms. And and know that. So I kind of switched condoms, even though it's the same condom. I, I, I don't know the, the, so there's there's shit that you should just fucking know as basic, basic common sense when you're going at this. So if you're, if you're looking at a set of rules and you don't see a rule on there, that you say, mm, well, is this common sense? Is this a common knowledge for that? If you have a question, ask the host. Absolutely.
1: Right? Absolutely. Like,
0: you know, like, hey, you know, um, it doesn't say this. Can I do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a problem. And then, and now you at least know that there's something that's going on. Can I yeah. walk around naked? That's not going to be on there. But yeah, you can walk around there and be naked or something like that. So those are just things yeah. that... There. Uh, if you have a question about, it, make sure you're asking the people around you that that that, uh, that are in charge of the space that you're in. If you're in um, a, just a dynamic with three or four people, make sure that everybody is okay with. Uh, speaking of anal fisting, no, I'm just playing. So uh, you know, like if you just go into to to any kind of environment, just make sure that the rules are common knowledge for everybody, right? Yes,
1: everybody involved in the play is on the same page with the same rules. Yes.
0: And one of the things, and we didn't have really have this written down, but it's the, is the, uh, in the how to interact. It's very commonplace for people to create themselves a, a nickname yes. or uh, a way that they want people to remember them by. So come up with uh, uh, a creative nickname if, if you feel like that's necessary. Some people feel like it's necessary because I don't want my, uh, business life or, Something in my personal life to to get mixed in with this. A lot of people use it. I, I, even if I know the person's real name or if they've told me their real name, but they like this nickname. I like to stick with their nicknames because it just, it just helps to, to separate out from what they're used to. Some people don't give a shit. You know, some people like, no, this is who I am, and um, and um, I'm okay with that. And I've lived the lifestyle in and outside. So, you know, come up with something cool that you know that you're going to be okay with it, that you can remember and you can answer to
1: <laughs> we, call, we we often call it scene names
0: okay scene names
1: and and so it's a it's a name for the community you can use it as your profile name if you um decide to get a fet life page um or get into a kick group or wherever you are or go to a party that's how you would introduce yourself but i i do suggest that whatever name you pick keep pick one and keep it
0: yeah and <laughs> I mean, I, this is my personal opinion. Get creative. That, you know, how many kittens are out there? I mean, shit. I mean, uh, how many people can have the nickname kitten? You know, oh, uh, a
1: whole bunch. Yeah, you know, <laughs>
0: like so. You, how are you separating yourself out in the lifestyle? I, there's, there's, there's names that I'm like, when somebody says the name, I'm like, okay, which one? Okay, that one? No, that one? And then. He, you start to personally identify people's body parts and stuff like that. You know, like <laughs> what color is their hair or something like that, because there's so many goddamn with the same kitten. And, you know, like it, be try to be a little bit more creative. You may feel like a kitten, that's fine, but be a little bit more creative in um, in the name so you can kind of stand out if you want to. If you absolutely don't want to stand, out, even in the lifestyle, then use some generic like that. But I just think, yeah, uh, I know, like I did find one other master Dion. On Fat Life, yep. which I'm not okay with, but he's across the whole world, uh, well, across the United States from me. And so that's fine, I guess. But in any case, whatever you can figure out, you know, kind of get yourself so that you're like, oh, okay. Well, I met Joe Blow, and and Joe Blow is, oh, I know, I know Joe Blow. Yeah, Joe Blow is a good guy or a good, good person or whatever. Right. Okay. So as we, continue on we're talking about to meet an individual off of fat life what was that oh that's part of the interaction okay so as part of the interaction how this is the reason why i put this in here or the reason why we talk about this because people keep hitting me up all the time about okay i always see now i'm not successful all the time but i always see that you have a person that's um, in a dynamic that's um, maybe that you're considering or that you have as a slave or something like that. Um, I can't get that kind of interaction off of Fet FetLife. And, I'm, and, and the first and foremost, I always believe that FetLife is not a dating site. It has a dating element a part of it, but people like to use it as a dating site or uh, or whatever. The, I don't even know if it's dating. It's a, a partner site trying to find somebody on there. And if you're new to if, if you're new to um, a new area or a new um, uh, or your new period in the lifestyle, but you know about Fed Life, or you're getting it from this podcast, and you say Fed Life, and you're going to start this page. Well, we you heard the story earlier about how I M was was like okay. Well, I switched to Denver, Colorado, and then I started to reach out to people in there. Well, I think that the big thing is 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 when you create this, uh, uh, the life page that you obviously, people like to do this Antarctica thing where, you know, and I, and I, did, that, I did that on our <laughs> Beyond King life page because it's like, who cares? Because we're, it's kind of, we're uh, hopefully a national and international type of uh, a business here. But, well, and maybe those, and, and I, I don't want to go into why people say they're from Antarctica, but, if you're trying to get into the lifestyle and you're trying to get to some of the scenes or to meet individuals in your area, then, you know, put your location there. You got to you gotta do something. Even if you put, I don't know, they have crazy shit, like none colorado I mean, it's like. A, you can you put know. a
1: town next door to yours. You don't have to put your town.
0: Yeah. I mean, you when know, I not you to put your address in the goddamn thing. No. And if you put Denver, that's kind of a general knowledge. I mean, it's not like Denver is going to, you're going to be able to get found there in Denver if you're not in Denver. You know, whatever the case is, but you want to uh, then join some of the groups. The groups are very important. I think it's a very important part is is to yeah. communicate with the different type of people. Uh, I think ahead. that's,
1: I really think that's actually the way to use FET. I was super intimidated and hated FET for many years. Really. I, I, I joined FET in 2012 and I didn't become active in FET until probably two or three years ago mm-hmm. when we started hosting our parties in Santa Fe. I guess it's it's been a little longer than that, but. When we started hosting parties in Santa Fe, I was like, "Oh, I guess I got to dig into this thing now." So I, I actually became friends with Life at that point, and mm-hmm. and I started joining all kinds of groups and realizing that that's actually how you communicate with people there, and you find people of like mind is by joining groups, just by like putting your profile out. It's not like it's not at all like Facebook, and it's it's a very different kind of community and it operates differently. I mean, they, so putting my, um, joining a bunch of groups and then also putting the things that I'm interested in or into, that helps to um, make your page unique to you and also allow other people to find you and to connect and want to connect. Because if you have a bunch of dick pics or something like that on your page <laughs> and nothing else, that yeah. doesn't tell me anything. Like, okay, you got a penis. So what? half the population does. I want to know what you're into, why you're here, and really fill that out. Really get to know it. You don't have to do it all at once. It can be intimidating. Spend 15 minutes, you know, a couple times a week and build your page and start getting out there and make comments or like things. And and that's really kind of a beginning place for Life.
0: Yeah, and, and I think FetLife is not... I'm not gonna say not user friendly, but it's it's the more you put into it the the more you can get out of it. Okay. Uh, it, it you've 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 glanced at my page and a lot of people have and i I go from personal to business to to uh, to writing to to videos and these different things I, I want it's an, it's an it's a interactive engaging type of website and the, i I don't want you to think I'm being a promoter of a life, but I'm just telling you that this is the this is the uh, if you're trying to um, meet people and you're trying to engage in people that give a little bit about yourself. You know, I, I'm not telling you to put out your whole life about it, but how do they know? when when you reach out to them, I, it just kills me when when uh, when a female sends me an email or a message and then it's a blank profile. What, what am I? You don't even tell me who you are. You don't say anything. The only thing you have is an identifier that says sup. I'm like, "Well, who the, what does that mean? Who are you?" Like it's it's a it's it sucks. I, trust me. I mean that. I and M and I had a conversation about it before about her profile. And I was like, "It sucks. You got to sit down. You got to you it takes time to, to fill out all the information put down exactly the way you write it. And then they have all these well, they made it more user-friendly now with well, how you can bold stuff and things like that. But you have to put the effort and time into it so that people can see where you come from. It's also going to bring people to you that fit more into what you say your likes and fetishes is and your hard limits and stuff like that. You don't want just everybody coming around and you're like, okay, well, my, I've said my age limit personally is 35, but then I, I keep getting 50 year old people hitting me up. What well, did you put that in your profile? Did you make that, um, you know, like, detailed enough. Now, nobody not everybody's going to listen to it, but you you can then try to filter out in those kind of ways and say, okay, well, this person is fitting this profile. I'm okay with reaching out with that person, or they're okay with me reaching out to them because technically I've fit what they've said. Now, it may not work out. Nobody's guaranteeing this kind of things, but let's say, let's say, boom, y'all connect. Here's the part where we tell you the steps. Okay. So we've been talking about steps, but we haven't laid out the steps. Okay. So let's say it's a fat life or you've met somebody um, uh, in some kind of other um, kink app or in some other environment or you got blind dated in the kink world. Uh, I don't know if that happens, but I'm assuming it might, it could happen. Well, what are these steps that we keep talking about? What are the steps that you're going to take to, um, meet that individual well we've talked about a lot of it communications do your research let's say um they they you you went through their fed life which i mean everybody does that if you're interested in the person you're going to read through their fed life okay their their fed life and what was it what we're talking about the feed you can expand the feed and you can see the details of how that person is Um, With a lot of comments and how How they're they're interacting. Yes, way interacting with other
1: people. How they interact with others is what the feed really is, or how often they're posting things, or adding new pictures, or adding new writings, or whatever they're doing there.
0: Yeah, it tells you a lot. Now, I know I'm kind of giving out the dirty little secret, but but I go through that a lot. Like, what kind of comments, or what what are they doing, and and all Are are they? Is it really me, or is it this this mold that they really want to? Talk to and so I may or may not be interested based off of what I see in their feed. So on the flip side of that, be careful what you put in your feed, <laughs> you know, because that that's a little bit I don't know. I I feel like that's the some of the things I don't like about Fed life is that it tells your whole business. You can't like a picture without everybody knowing that you like a picture. You know, it's a little bit informational, but use it to your advantage. Go and research and see what they're about. Um, when in If you get to that point of both y'all being comfortable meeting. And I spoke about this before. It should be in a public place. Now, if you're if you're talking about y'all going to meet up and fuck and something like that, that's it's obviously your prerogative exactly how you want to go to it. But let's say that you're that um, you want to meet the person. You want to meet the person without diving right in. Well, choose a familiar place and who 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 gets the choice I don't know who gets the choice but maybe it's a uh, uh, a mutual agreement of a place that you go to in my suggestion if you are the the more vulnerable person I, I I don't know if I like using that word but the person that's submissive maybe the more vulnerable person well, maybe if you,
1: wanna... just, you don't even have to label it if you're feeling a little bit tenuous or uncomfortable back yourself up and um if you either feel comfortable telling somebody in your life, a friend, yeah. tell a friend where you're going and what you're up to. Share your lo- location with them if you want, and if you don't feel comfortable with that, there's still another option. I thought this was great when you said this the other day because I hadn't thought of that. Tell the waitress, tell the hostess, tell the bartender.
0: Yeah, if, if, you if you're at a, you know if in you're at a restaurant place, or yeah. something like that, tell the, librarian, the coffee shop the or good, whatever. Yeah,
1: you can tell the barista. But tell somebody, hey, I'm meeting this person. It's kind of a blind date. I just want you to know so that they kind of are aware and you have people that have your back because people want, ultimately people want people to be good and to be safe.
0: And I think the other, if, if you still are not comfortable in going to meeting that person and in, in uh, at, yourselves or, yeah. or just you both of y'all, You know, and if you can't bring a friend because of the lifestyle or something like that, then use an event You know, like, hey, I'm going to a slosh. I'm going to kink and curious, you know, shameless plug. Um, I'm going to an event. I'll meet you there. Then now you have other people that are familiar with the environment. And so now you're getting yourself into an area where you're like, okay, I got other people. You go and introduce yourself to the host and I'm like, hey, meet a new person. This is what's going on. So those those are the kind of things that when you step in and you're going to meet somebody, um, that uh, it's, a, it's a safe environment, comfortable environment. A couple of things that we put is, uh, you know, buy your own ticket. I don't know if, it depends on how you feel about what the other person, but, it, you know, you don't want to give any false hopes to somebody. If you're like, I don't know if I'm going to be into this person or not, You don't want them thinking they got some obligations because you bought the ticket and you got to hang out with them. Maybe you want to go to that kink party and you'll want to meet them or I say kink party, but in an event you want to meet them, but you still want to socialize and go around and you don't want the person to feel like that they have a a power over you because they bought your ticket. Right. Uh, I mean, that's in my opinion.
1: Or that you're tied to their arm for the night or uh, any of that. Because what
0: if the vibe doesn't work? Yeah. Right.
1: And if it's great, cool. But for first events, buying your own ticket. I thought that was a great idea too. I, it wasn't something that I'd thought about um doing. It was like, Oh, you want to buy my ticket? Cool, that's always fun. Yeah. But but what strings does that come with? Yeah. And that's a really serious question to ask yourself. And is that something you want?
0: Yeah, because you know, it, it 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 depends on and if you if you can communicate like, okay, thank you. Yes, I'll let you buy me a ticket, but that is, I might wanna roam around and I don't wanna be make sure that we're not attached. So then it gives the other person the decision too. Like, okay, Absolutely. well, I don't wanna buy the ticket because I wanted to be around you that the entire time. So it gives them the option too, if you communicate with that. So be so just be mindful of that stuff. And if you're trying to, oh well, I wanna to go to this party and this ticket's too much, so I want somebody else to pay for me, and then you go and try to uh, uh take off from that person and stuff like that, you know, that's fucked up. And I so you gotta think about it both ways. Hopefully yeah. you're trying to do this um,
1: ethically. What, yeah, ethically. Yeah. 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 Like you're
0: trying to be, you're really trying to do this for a, a good reason.
1: Well, and that's why communicate, it comes back to communication, communication, communication. Be clear with what you want and speak it.
0: And I think that's, uh, we're going to move on to the next subject. That, that, there was, uh, I, I hope those steps can at least be a general foundation about, uh, how to, to engage with people that you, that you haven't met. And, and also those entry points of getting into the community in a new location or you're brand new to it, then those are the, kind of the best steps. Go back and, and listen to the podcast of those sections if you, if you didn't get a chance to really um, let that sink in. Um, the, the maneuvering, back to maneuvering in the lifestyle. Like what we, we chose this next section is honesty. Okay. And why I feel like it's, I personally feel like it's uh, one of the most important things. Because if you're not, I learned a long time ago that just crossing the worlds from vanilla to kink, that my honesty, and if you listen to my story, how I, I, I got to a point where honesty was was uh, a very important part of how I was going into the life. I wouldn't be with my wifey now if I hadn't been an honest, an honest person about who I was. And if you get into this life, honesty is going to be a very important part. From both sides, from every side. Yeah. Okay, I mean it. it people are. I will give you a, a, an example before um, we kind of jump into it. People are like, have been telling me that, like, "Whoa, man, you're kind of um harsh about how you know you say things. You say this is a gangbang bang with cis females and and stuff like that. And I'm like, don't you think that's kind of harsh?" I'm like, "No, I'm telling it. I want to be honest about it because and and a person a person asked me." Is it okay as a a gay male sub to come to the gay bang and suck some dick? I said, I have no clue. I don't know what everybody's into, but this is what the dynamic of what I've set up the party as. So if you come there and you don't get anybody, then that's just the situation. And somebody told me I was kind of harsh about that. I'm like, it's not being harsh. I'm just being honest. I have to be honest because I don't want any blurred lines. How about any situations, because not every situation is for everybody.
1: Absolutely true. Right. I mean, and it's uh, in business we talk about creating niches. And in the lifestyle, we create our niches and where we fit best and who we fit best with.
0: And I and, and that's that's goes back to the dynamics and and it goes back to the communities and and the better you are with identifying and being honest with yourself, not identifying, but being honest with yourself, you better have a better fit that there's people out there that well if you're sitting there thinking you have to be a dom just because you're a big black man or oh, some sure. kind of crap like that then but you don't feel that way you know that's that's the beauty of this community that there's space for you somewhere in the community where you don't have to be that you can it's okay to be submissive yeah you know so i i just i just want that to be kind of clear we kind of skipped one but that's being um honest with yourself yes your yes and no's. What is your limits? What is your willing to accept? What are you willing to go go for? Like you gotta communicate that, you know, to yourself.
1: Absolutely I mean, you
0: you kind of went into the other day about the honesty about being honest to yourself. And I, I really liked how you approached that. Um, um can you kind of speak about uh, the, just how you're being honest with yourself? With
1: yeah, that? being honest with myself has been a journey in itself to learn how to be honest with myself because we live in a society where we're taught. To look outside ourselves to the authority for the answers, at Mm. least my generation and older. Um, The folks that are younger than us, the kids that are coming up now, you guys have it way easier because we're, I know that I trained my kids and gave my kids the permission to be who they are from the get go. But my generation and older, we were trained to look to the authority for the answers, whoever the authority was, be it religion, society, parents, school, bosses, whatever it was. So, how do I, how have I learned? to listen and find my own honesty and be able to listen. Um, it's, it's really, for me, it comes back to the intuitive thing that you said earlier or mentioned. Yes, I'm super intuitive, and how do I calibrate what my intuition is saying? Some people have that innate sense and know when to move, and that served me well, but how do I be conscious of that and how do I get conscious of it? And what I've learned for myself is, a yes is always clean and clear. There's mm. never a question. It's just like, yes. It's like, it's like laser focus. And a no, a, a no can also be laser focused or a no can be questions, hesitation, anything that's like modifying the yes. So for me, a yes is always clean and clear. A no is either a clean no or questions or hesitation.
0: So then um, when you're being honest with yourself and if you're saying, OK, I'm in this situation and um, I'm going to play with these guys. And if you if there's doubt that comes into your mind or any kind of questions that come to mind, you are most likely to be honest with yourself and just say, no,
1: I'm going to step out.
0: You're just going to step out. Yeah. And that's what and that's what is important here is like, did you be enough honest with yourself? Not say, well, I shouldn't do this, but I'll do it anyway. And then they say, no, you're regretting and you're having problems with yeah. yourself. That could always be a problem. And I don't want that. I don't want you to have to sit there and think that, oh, man, if I would have just told myself and I would have just listened to myself that uh, I wouldn't be a part of the situation. One of the these uh, being honest with yourself and, and making the best decisions. Um, I, I can't speak on this. So uh, you don't know this about me, but I've in my however long I've been alive, I don't know if I want to tell my age, but you can see it <laughs> on my fat life. But I've never had a, a sip of alcohol. I've never had uh, any drugs. I don't think I've ever. I mean, besides the prescription drugs I take, I never have done any kind of um, weed or drugs. yeah, recreational drugs. That's what it is. I'm like complete novice about the the whole thing. Um, but so I can't really relate to this. I can't relate to okay when you're when you're being honest with yourself and you're in a scene or something like and you're trying to make a conscious a cognitive decision that you know maybe you shouldn't um you shouldn't be drunk or you shouldn't be high or something like that I can't speak to those levels of that and I don't think that's our our place to speak no, to it's those absolutely
1: levels. absolutely not our place not. to speak of where anybody else's level is yeah and for me what I've found and I'm not sober I, I I'm very conscious about drugs and alcohol and I'm super moderate um, but I'm not a hard no to it either. Um, I had played with it. I've done extremes when I was young. By the time I was 21, I stopped drinking because the challenge was gone. I could get in and it was legal. Um, um, come Moving to Colorado, I noticed that I wasn't smoking much weed anymore, and I figured that was, well, it's legal. And I wasn't a huge smoker anyway. It was, you know, a couple of Yeah, well, uh, let me bed, stop you there. This anyways. is not a
0: confessional here. Okay, so, okay.
1: Anyways. So, <laughs> anyways. I don't, we don't uh, need to
0: know about um, your history of, <laughs> of all the LSD and this stuff you were doing back in the 70s. Well, I, don't I didn't know. say anything oh, about okay. the In the 70s, right. I wasn't I, doing <laughs> anything. I was too young.
1: But um, um <laughs> I'm uh,
0: old, but not that old. <laughs> okay, no, but it, it, it's, it's, it, it's, when we talk about being so, our when you're making these type of decisions and you and and you're getting yourself into these situations, so like you have to be honest with yourself and say, "I'm not, I'm not in the right mindset." Mind. You know, like I just took. Uh, uh, see, I, whatever. whatever. I sound people... ridiculous talking about drugs because I don't know. So I'm gonna say "hit of acid." I think that's a term, and <laughs> and I'm just not fully. Conscious of what I'm letting myself get involved with as far as the kink scene and stuff like that. Yeah. Correct?
1: Yeah. So for me and the way we did our house parties in Santa Fe, we asked for them to be sober events. Now, there are a lot of people in the kink world who ask for sobriety and people to be totally sober before they play. That's typically my rule for myself in kink scenes and there are times and places where I break my own rules. For instance, at your birthday party... Um, i mentioned that to a woman who asked me to to beat her <laughs> uh-huh. and and be a top in a scene and i said well i you know are you are you sober and she goes no i'm not and i said she said and i consciously like to be a little bit drunk so that i i can take more pain because i want to feel it for longer afterwards
0: okay so i i don't know is a, is there such thing as a little bit drunk you mean, a little bit tipsy, maybe something like
1: that. Something like that. <laughs> it's hard for me to gauge somebody else's um, level of to- uh, intoxication or not.
0: Yeah, and 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 I'm the opposite. I I my parties, uh, we offer alcohol there at a lot of our parties, and we um uh we don't like the last my birthday party. There was a lot of weed smoking because of the the place allowed it. Obviously, if you don't if you're not in Denver, Colorado, Colorado is a a legal state for marijuana. Um, and I don't, I'm not checking people's pocket if they have so many kind of other kind of drugs. I just, you know, like my, res- my my responsibility is to de- inform you that you should be making decisions when, before you get to the point yes. where you're not able to make decisions. Yeah. Like, don't get yourself if you know uh, that you're, it's the same thing as like with drinking and driving. I mean, yeah. you know, you know, there's a point where you shouldn't drive yeah. anymore. So you, there should be a point where you're not so eliberated. Um that um you that you're making bad decisions and stuff like that you're going for a, for all speaking of that you go from one finger to a whole fist in your ass, so I mean that's that, I don't know why <laughs> I keep throwing that up I, I guess it's uh, my thing your but thing? you know like you, you, if, you, if you can't make that conscious kind of decision like hey i I'm not ready for a fist in my ass, but I'm so inebriated that now i've I've given either consent or not having any kind of motion and somebody takes advantage of you those kind of things that you learned you learned to uh you learned it from a young age not to get yourself in those kind of predicament but we just wanted to make that mention of it as far as when you're being honest with yourself and yeah. how you're doing that
1: and and one of the ways to do that is make your own um rules ahead of time create your own um code of conduct and and, and set of scenarios that you're good with ahead of time if you're going to partake then you know do yeah um it in a way that works for you so that you know that you're responsible for what happens there, no matter whether you're sober or intoxicated.
0: Yeah. And that's more part of the communications, but the, you know, like, in let's stick with the honesty for a minute, you know, like when it's a, when I always try to, from my perspective, you know, I'm talking to a submissive or a sub uh, or a baby girl. I, I try to like, be honest with me, tell me as me being your 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 partner, what is it that you you what's the levels you can go to? And sometimes I, I think people are being dishonest with themselves or dishonest with me because they they're looking at, oh I just want to be with you so I can say I can take this. no you know like it's it's okay. you know like if you have limits that your body can take or that you're only willing to go, then you need to express and be honest about that so that you don't get yourself caught up in a situation that you don't want to be in. Correct?
1: Absolutely true. And there's there's a thing of, how do I be honest with myself if I don't know? If I haven't been across, I haven't experimented in that area yet. So how do I know what I can take or can't take? Yeah. And so that that's a really big, big one. And for me, what that means is, listening to my yes and no around it if i'm a clean yes to trying something okay great and then i get a check-in afterwards did i cross a boundary or was it did it feel great you know how was that for me so it's 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 being willing to have space um to grow that's safe so i've never done anal before um, a finger i'm willing to try a fist i'm a hard no to And setting those kind of rules is clear. Like I'm willing to try, but I only want to try a little bit.
0: Yeah, and it's you have to accept the other person's decision. Okay, like I, I there was a a a there was this there was this um, person that I that uh, I was engaged. I'm engaged. Well, I not engaged. Please, I was. I was talking to him and and we were getting to communicate. This was this was a while back. And one of my fetishes is if nobody knows is is anal. So she she was willing to try, but you know, it just wasn't being, I don't think, fully out front about like that's not her thing. And and I think I don't know. I, I I can't tell you what she thought, but it, it felt like she was telling me that it was okay. That's just the, so that we can start building that dynamic. And the whole time I'm getting frustrated and then I'm like, okay, well, no, you're not, this is not something you can do. This is not, this is not uh, a part of what you want to do. So you, you, I have to have the, uh, the right to say that I don't want to, I can't, Go without this dynamic, and so I don't want to continue this relationship. It sound it may sound a little asshole but I like you've got to let me make my own decision. You can't. I'm not going to trick you. Don't trick me into believing certain type of things. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be that way. So I, I just wanted to. Uh, we just wanted to kind of wrap up that uh, whole thing about honesty. Is, is that you know just be honest with each other. It's going to help out in the long run if you can be if you can communicate with each other and and not not get yourself into where you didn't you didn't did some kind of deception or you're lying to yourself or anything like that and next thing you know it don't work out it's just the way it is right communications is kind of a uh, uh we're kind of rearing the end of the of this whole maneuvering and lifestyle communications is what we have been saying the whole entire um, podcast is you know build what is your personal code what is your code of conduct make sure you're expressing that to other people. When you're in, um, in an environment, make sure you're expressing your rules. Make sure you're expressing that um, I am not into the other person. I am. I'm. I want to be around this person or something like that. Or stepping up and I'm new to a party. Hey, this is me. This is who I am. I mean, how do you feel about this whole communication thing?
1: I think there's a lot to communication and I think it's a skill that we don't, we're not taught how to communicate. And so I know for me, it's been like the last 10 years of my life have been learning to communicate and, and learning to speak up and know that my honesty and my communication actually matters and that how can we actually have a healthier, or happy relationship or dynamic of any kind without honest communication? And it's it, if I'm honest with myself but not communicating, well, then what good is that? It's like, we're in this together. I'm not um, a solo being in the world trying to do this thing by myself.
0: Yeah, and and I think too many times people are like, well, this is what I meant. I'm like, I can't read your mind. You know, you got to communicate it with me. I, yeah, I, You got to let me know. Um, on the other side of it, um, I've been told time and time again, it's, it's not what I'm saying is how I say it. So, you know, sometimes it's your approach can also be uh, misinterpreted or or come and create a persona about you if it's not as intentionally you know that you're trying to do something like that so the there's it's also about your approach of how you're doing your communication like there's there's a way of saying i'm not into black guys and you know that and and hell no i don't want no black dick you know like <laughs> it's you know, like, it's there's an approach to how you can do it to the everybody can still be comfortable on the lifestyle or something like that, or you know, like, hell no, you're a creepy ass old man. To like, you know, I'm just, you know, like, it's just, you're just a little bit above my age or something like that, that I'm, uh, that I'm okay with or something like that. Find, find the best way to make sure that communication, the way that you want it. Sometimes you got to be harsh. You know, sometimes you got to be strong and, and, and not let people, because people sometimes don't understand the, the vibe, right? You know, like, oh, goddamn, can you get the vibe? Can you get the vibe? I don't want you around me. You know, sometimes you got to be harder on people, but for most of all, you know, it's, this is common shit. You know, I'm not, we're not saying anything that's new, but it's a way that, that to a reminder of yeah how to, you know, really communicate in the lifestyle.
1: And, and another thing is use I statements so that I'm taking personal responsibility for my feelings. I'm not pointing fingers or blaming. That's pretty simple stuff. And also not real well-practiced in our society getting better and better and in the community one of the things that i love about the kink world is that people are more willing to communicate and more willing to take responsibility than in the general public and of course that's not a blanket statement there are people that are absolutely not in that category oh man yeah so.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> i mean I I, I, it, I I that can go both ways i've i've seen it on both sides right um i'm going to jump into like that last one and i and, yeah. and it was said Uh, earlier, earlier, it was said consent, consent, consent. Now, this is very passionate, I think to both of us, but it's definitely very passionate to me about that the consent is, is huge. I will not, um, I will not tolerate or accept anything less than what, than the consent, right? I mean, it's, it's the basis of, if it hasn't always been the basis of, of the kink world, it's the basis of the community now, for sure. Yeah. Now, in that, there has been people that expressed to me, like, it is way over, you know, like, it, it now, I mean, we we dealt with a situation where somebody was looking. Yeah. Now, why, I, I'm confused. Like, how does that have to do anything with consent? If somebody, if you're in public eye. I mean, if if they if people are allowed to take pictures and videos of you legally, then uh, without your permission in public, how are you going to stop somebody from looking at you? You know, it, it's... You know, like even if they're lurking, I mean, I, there's there's a, a, a there's not a consent violation there. I mean, technically, no, there's right? not. There's I mean, technically
1: not a consent violation. Yeah, I mean,
0: you, you feel uncomfortable about it. By and it, if
1: somebody's like giving you that stare that you were talking about earlier, yeah, the and they're stare. like that creepy stare, and they're eating you up, and mm-hmm. they're like wiggling their body or putting their hands in their pants or you know doing some things and looking at you, it feels like a violation.
0: Yeah, and we got to be clear though i mean it's it you know is that a violation and who who is uh is that it's not about violation let's not start going back to there let's stick with the consent, consent. is, that, is a that a violation of the violent. consent is yeah. that a
1: consent violation and um
0: so oh, really? that we, we have to be clear we have to be very clear that uh we're not blanketing consent over every single thing i, I you can get you don't want to wash it out so that it starts to become meaningless because consent is a very important thing and uh, there's been several different cases where I've like even me, I'm like okay, is that a violation? And like okay, somebody touched somebody's shoulder. Now, that's physical right? And it it took me some time when somebody somebody expressed to me their concern about that person touching their shoulder and they said they touch me and I have a history of trauma about something with touch and so i didn't want to i don't want to be touched by that person and it wasn't directly at that person but it was the fact that they did it and it, it when they came to me it was uh uh in a uh, a place where i was a master over it was kind of hard for me to figure out what what in my you know i, I can go over there and say don't touch the person yeah. That's fine They, but when I'm sitting there saying that, that they violated consent you know by touching the person and I, I have to go by what what that person is telling me you know I mean like, where is the defined line at and I, I don't know I mean, when somebody bumps into you when you're walking by there are you can are you not it because it was an accident it's okay. I have no idea, but we have to uh, you have to be mindful about throwing that word around loosely i, I I do. Uh, ended, I ended up agreeing that it was a, a is a consent thing because you're touching the person. You know, right. like it doesn't matter if it's your shoulder or what it is, but you're touching the person. I mean, some people not, are not going to differentiate you touching their shoulder or touching their titty or well, touching their ass. Yeah, them, give them a yeah, smack without you know, asking. How often so, does that happen? Yeah, I mean, so it, it's it's the level. It's always best just to ask from the beginning because you don't know what the level of that person is as far as their consent. Now, if they're like, you shouldn't even be talking to me because I didn't consider you to talk to me, and then you got a problem. Then wow. it's a problem of that person. It's not a problem of you talking. Right. i you know, like, hey, it depends. you know, like, you can't, we can't go mm-hmm. so far that you got this bubble around you that nobody can ever say a word to you or something like that. Now, I personally, I'll have a slave and I won't let them talk to somebody or, you know, when guys trying to just sit there and talk to them. I won't do that, but that has nothing to do with uh, as far as, well, If I want to respond, it's consent to me. I was going to
1: say that's consent to you as master. It has nothing to do with, I mean, it it indirectly has to do with the slave, but that's that's a whole different level of consent within the community. And it's probably worth mentioning, because we really actually haven't mentioned that in Mm. this discussion as we're wrapping up around consent. If somebody is partnered, you don't necessarily know. So it's always a good question to ask if somebody's partnered. And if so, what their rules of play with each other are, so that you're not violating whatever their rules are as a dynamic um, for themselves. Yeah. And if somebody has a dom or a master, then you may have to check with them for consent rather than the submissive or the slave.
0: And my general rule is, if I see that dynamic, I don't even I don't even attempt to talk to the to the slave. I I talk to to um, the master or the dom or or the daddy, and then if they, I don't even ask it, if they decide or they if the person talks, and I know that that's not part of that dynamic. But I don't want to make that assumption that that's not that that she's able or he is able to talk or them is able to talk um, right at that at that A- moment. Ab-
1: absolutely, we just may not necessarily know um, the dom or the master. May have walked and gone to the bathroom and left the sub for a moment, or who mm-hmm. knows what the situation is where I might have approached somebody and didn't know what a dynamic was.
0: Yeah. So the it, the over the the overall underlining is consent, consent, consent. Yeah. If you don't, if you have a question about, it, then you should ask. You know, I mean, if, if you're man, she's she or he is getting down. You know, I wonder if I can jump in, ask. You know, like just get fucking consent, fucking consent. All right. So. I want to first of all. We're kind of that's we kind of gave you a, a a lot in this whole maneuvering, and I'm sure there's going to be questions. Email us. Email us at questions at beyond dot com and uh, uh, to ask us whatever you need to ask us. You know, uh, I, I feel that it's very important that that you send us your questions. We are obviously not getting everything that you. Uh, that you may need to maneuver in a lifestyle. But we wanted to give some very important points. I want to thank you, INM. I think it was important that, that, uh, that you were on here and that you communicated uh, about how, how you maneuver in the lifestyle. And I don't want you to stop talking because there's, there's uh, some important <laughs> stuff that we need to go to next. And then y'all basically know where we're going right now. You know, what time is it? It's story time.
1: Story time. It's
0: story time. All right. So, as always, every week we're going to have a story of how somebody got into the lifestyle, and it's important that you understand that this is remaining anonymous, and except for obviously Master Dion and I and M, we're obviously (laughs) not going to be anonymous about it. But we want you to feel comfortable about sending us your stories at your story at beyond keek.com and that it's important to tell your story because it's going to help somebody that may think that they don't, they can't enter the lifestyle in a certain type of way. And then it's okay. I, I like the, the extremely kinky stories and I like the vanilla stories because it gives a, a wide variety. So without further ado, I don't even know if I know this story. Do I know this story? No, I don't even know this story. Um, i m So, I&M, you have the floor.
1: Thank you. Well, I'm nervous and excited all at the same time. Um, I think I'm most nervous because my sister said she wanted to listen to this podcast. Yikes! <laughs> anyway, um, I'll say the way I got into the lifestyle started after I split with my husband. And... There were lots of things leading up to it that made it so it was a natural fit for me. So I'll say that to begin with. And someday I'll share more bits and pieces of that with you all. But the turning point for me was my ex and I split in at the end of August of 2011. And things between us had gotten really rough and bad. And I I love him, and I appreciate him, and we have four beautiful children, and I want to just give a shout out and say thank you for 20 beautiful years. It was a vanilla monogamous marriage, and I always brought my sex home, always, always. In any case, um, I'm I'm a pretty highly sexual being, and I thought that I would grow attraction to him in the marriage. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about that. It never happened. There was a moment before we split where I found myself in love with a woman. I'm like, what on earth is this? I thought I was um, totally heterosexual. It was a strange and unexpected moment. We were work uh, buddies, and um, she was always putting her hands on me and in my personal space, and I I'd I'd look at her out of the corner of my eye, but we had this beautiful, super hot relationship. Now, it never went any place besides work. She was married. I was married. She came from a very, um, very strict Catholic um, history um, base, and she was um, committed to that and her husband and Keeping things kind of the same. Great. What it did for me is it woke me up inside and it made me realize that I was alive in ways that I'd kind of pushed under the rug for many years. Anyway, all that being said, it just woke me up and helped me have the strength to ask for a divorce because it really wasn't working between us. Fast forward about four or five months after we split. A girlfriend of mine was staying at my house with her son and one of my children, and she called me up. The kids were out that night. She called me up and she said, "Uh, my guy and I have been having sex for the last couple hours. You want to join us? This was 1130 at night. I was 30 minutes away, and I was like, oh, hell yeah. I'd never been with a woman before, but I was crazy horny, and it didn't even matter. It was like, sex? Okay, yay, I'm going. So I get home 30 minutes later and we ended up having a threesome that was one for the books. We had a merry-go-round for five hours. It was just juicy and incredible. And the other woman was, um, she made sure that neither of us were left out and it was flowing all night long. And five in the morning, they looked at me and they were like, we're going to bed, we're beat. And I was like, and i called up a friend and said hey guess what i just did <laughs> And he was like you did and i was like yep i said i'm ready for more where are you And he was in another state so that didn't happen but that was the thing that opened my door to the kink world and when um when i got on my first dating site it was a swinger site and it started from there
0: that's very interesting I mean, uh I I say it's probably vanilla. <laughs> it was very vanilla in
1: terms of my lifestyle nowadays. <laughs> no, no,
0: and, and again it goes back to the how you um you're sitting here with me now. Like it's not it's not the it's not the act. It's the it's the how it opened the door and the entry into the lifestyle. Like you, you like you said, you went through a long period of time of of monogamy, you went through uh, uh, a confusing time, I would say, of I thought I was heterosexual and then here I am really in love with this girl and and how, I, I say, you know, we talked about identities, right? And, and the identities that are forced on us when we're born and are, when we grow up and you see these identities and you're like, damn, wait a minute, why would I have these kind of thoughts? If I, if I identified... If this is who I am, then why am I thinking about this kind of way? And that's the beauty of the lifestyle—you can kind of rebirth yourself or absolutely. create yourself. And right? that's
1: why I said pansexual because it's like I don't want to close a door because of a label. Mm-hmm. It's like if I feel something with somebody, I'm going to go there.
0: Yeah. No, and I think that's 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 absolutely the right way. Like I, I have personally, you know, just try to think about being with the guy, and it's it's it just doesn't work for me. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I just cannot imagine doing it. So I'm like, you know, some, I used to not, I wouldn't say I was ever frustrated, but I was like, I feel like it makes me such a common person to be that way, but that's just who I am. I'm just heterosexual. And, you know, like, I don't, I, I hope I'm not demonized for being heterosexual, but yeah, I mean, I really just, it's just out. the way that I did, this way it is. Yeah. I, I, it, I, um. I, it's just it's, how it is. It right? is how
1: it is. We're wired how we're wired. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the biggest realization for me in all of it was like, how do I be right with myself Mm. in a society um, that has so many judgments and and views about how things should be? And I grew up in a really religious home, and so all those kind of things were really tight and compartmentalized, and I have a crazy high sex drive, and so one partner— probably can't fulfill me or i there have only been a few moments in time where that's been the case and so you know being able to go to a swinger party or a gangbang i can get filled Mm up and it's like this big opening for me that's like oh finally i feel full
0: you know and that's i want that to be clear so uh um i can't say i'm not going to sit there and say that I'm not going to pigeonhole you and say that, you know, like you're a gangbang girl or into a swingers and that's all you're doing. But that's a lot of the, especially the swinging type of thing is a lot of what you did. And, and you know me, you know that I'm not at all a swinger. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like to swing. I tried it one time and I was, I don't, I don't like it at all. Mm-hmm. And I, I do a lot more, what I would consider extreme more things. And I do, and I dive in down this road and we've been able to find a commonality and, and uh, uh, a kinship to work together in these lifestyles. So even though I have a said and expressed that, you know, within those dynamics to find those communities that you find them commonplace, don't don't uh, uh, pigeonhole yourself into a box where you don't think that you can communicate with somebody else. Because to me, that's why I say the kink lifestyle, kink community, because you still have that common bond by being in the kink lifestyle.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah, and for me, the the swinger lifestyle allowed me to open the door to the kink world, mm. or to the broader kink world. It's definitely its own kink, and um, but it opened the doors. And then moving into a home where it was predominantly kinky rather than sexual, and in mm. fact, our parties were opposite um, in many ways the kind of parties that I've been to here in Denver, because it was strictly kink and there was little to no sex that happened at those parties. Mm -hmm. And so those kind of things happen. And I, I would just say that I have a pretty broad palette.
0: Yeah. And, and again, you know, like there's the the, kind of interchanging with sexuality and, and, uh, and kink. And and like she said, there's, there's, you may be asexual and you could be a kinky as fuck. So don't, it's not all about the sex and the act of sexual stuff, but you know, a lot of people do like that kind of part of it. I mean, I do. So um, I think, uh, first of all, thank you for telling us your story. Um, uh, I'm still waiting for that, that story of somebody to be the, to have that interest like me. Uh, I mean, (laughs) I want to see somebody with a, a little bit stern story. We still have some stories to read, but you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to get a nice jeering one, you know, jarring one for next next week. Um, I, again, I want to express the, my appreciation for you coming on. You're, she's not new to to the podcast; she's just new to being in front of the camera or on the mic, and uh, she did a great job. I, I really do appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank
1: you for having me on this side of the the mic. It was fun.
0: Yeah, I mean it. Uh, it was great. So I wanted to kind of close it out for this week. If it's if there's something that um that uh you are curious about or want to express, I've already given out the emails, hit us up. Follow us on the our Instagram page. It's just Beyond Kink. And um it, we have also have a personal page if you if you figure it out. But also come and um follow us on on FetLife at uh, Beyond Dash Kink. We want to engage with more and more people where it's, it's been surprising. We got people all the way up in Canada listening yes. all the way, <laughs> all the way throughout the United States. We haven't left North America, but it's still, it's a, it's a, a, a great thing to see.
1: Oh, we might have,
0: we might have. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see when um, the numbers come out next week, next week's topic is going to be about how to protect yourself. And we're going to probably add in some other element in there. Um, uh, we, we're gonna, when we talk about how to protect yourself, you know, your personal actions, getting community support, the contracts and agreements, uh, we'll again touch based on, touch the, a little bit on the code of conduct and the liabilities of, of your actions and within the lifestyle. So it's, it's about protecting yourself on both sides, you know, if you're a person that's vulnerable or not vulnerable and you're a person that's an aggressor, but you don't know how to be a lot more, um, uh, uh, a lot more, I don't know, uh, uh gentle. I don't know if it's gentle is the right yes, word. But
1: just communicative, I think. Yeah, yeah, honest.
0: you know, like express who you are yeah. and stuff like that. So let's uh let's wrap that up. That was a freaking I don't even know how long that was. I feel it like was fucking really forever, long. right? So you know, hey man, it's a long podcast. I I said <laughs> it from the beginning, I ain't putting restrictions on what the fuck I do. So hopefully you enjoy it. And as always, kinksters, keep it kinky. Shouts out to all the kinksters that tuned in this week to listen to another episode of Beyond Kink with Master Dion. Don't forget to like, comment, and hit that subscribe. To stay connected with me, Master Dion, follow at Beyond Kink on Instagram and all social media platforms. As always, keep it kinky.